Welcome back to another episode of the At Your Convenience podcast. I'm Brett Dworsky, CSP's food service editor, and I'm here with three members of QMART and Northwest Petroleum. We are with Faisal Malik, the CEO of Northwest Petroleum, Sophia Malik, brand manager of QMART, and Jamit Singh, the regional manager of Sea Store Operations with QMART. Guys, how you all doing? Great. Excellent. Doing great. I Thanks. will say we've never had this many people on the At Your Convenience podcast before. I'm really excited for this. But thanks for meeting with me today. Uh, we just got back from your location on Memorial Drive, right? Yes. Memorial Drive. Uh, it was a it was a very cool convenience store. But the reason why we were there was because of the Q Cafe, which is your kitchen concept for QMart. How did this come to fruition? What was the whole idea behind the, the Q Cafe kitchen concept and why did you really implement this into QMart? Well, you know, as you know, uh, in our industry, Brad, it is, uh, food is becoming a big component and uh, uh, we feel like we needed something to distinguish our brand from the rest of our peers and uh, competition. And in our market, which is Houston, Texas and greater Houston uh, metro area, nobody in our space is really doing uh, food, fresh food at a level that we wanted to execute it. So we felt like uh, we needed to come up with a product that is fresh, that is uh, tasty, that is affordable and uh, attractive to the millennials as well as the uh, all of our other uh, 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 customer base which is motoring public, which is labor force, which is yard workers and, and everybody, every, every in all inclusive. And I think Tex-Mex in Houston and in Texas general is a big hit and very well liked. So that just became a natural choice of food that we gravitated towards. So, it, <clears throat> and then we have a big travel center in north of Austin where we kind of started all of this and perfected some of these recipes and and, and then scaled it down to our uh, prototype building size and came up with a modern and attractive design around it and made this uh, offering available to our guests. Excellent. So I want to backtrack just two seconds. You said a lot of this was to appeal to millennials more and kind of the younger audiences. So your main demographic coming into your store is it was older consumers before is that correct and you were just trying to target those younger consumers well you know uh, uh, we are a convenience based uh, retailers uh, we try to go on a hard corner with lots of traffic daytime rooftop so everybody's our con uh, customer you know all the people everybody drives car in Houston Texas we don't hardly have any public transportation here so everybody needs gasoline so what we are trying to accomplish is uh, you know make our uh, g uh, convenience store food acceptable and and, and uh, likable and that is what is the missing piece in our market some of the Northeast brands like Wawa and Cheats have done a very good job and all the industries uh, benefiting from it because in the, those in the, that geography consumers generally don't care to go in and get a sandwich or fresh food right. from a convenience store uh, uh, space we don't have that uh, kind of uh, acceptance 
uh, at this point. But w that's what we're trying to change. And uh, millennials are included in our base, just as you know the other contingent of our guests that I just mentioned earlier. Right. That's a great point. Um, so I want to forward my next question to you, Jameet. Uh, what have been some of the key challenges, if any, with this whole concept and getting it together? What's been you know, the big struggles or some hurdles that you guys have had to get over? It's, it was something brand new to uh, all of us in the beginning because there was no food. And the main challenges was getting people trained, getting people used to the, uh, the concept that was there. Uh, it took us a while to catch all that up so that we can perfect it. And to add to Jigmeet uh, uh, a little bit as yeah. well, as you know, the, uh, the changing the culture from sea store environment where we get all the packaged goods and we just sell it to uh, more of a restaurant-oriented thinking where the the temperatures of the food, the preparation of you know, ingredients and assembling of the final product and all the health requirements and all the safety and, and, and cleanliness uh, uh, standards. That was a big culture shift uh, that we had to go through in order for us to uh, accomplish it uh, in the way that we have been able to do it. And that, that has been a big challenge. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, Jamita, I want to ask you this again, because just going off of you said, you know, getting the right people is a challenge or has been a challenge. Um, employee turnover for all convenience stores, you know, we're all at NACS, we all realize and we all learn in the sessions that employee turnover for C stores is huge. Uh, people are leaving all the time. So, finding the right people to work for you is a challenge in itself. But when you have this new kitchen concept, makes it even harder because you have to find the right people who are qualified to work with food service. So Jameet, how have you guys found people to work in these kitchens who you know are reliable and are trained properly and, and who have that proper experience to work for you guys in the Q Cafe? So in the beginning, we had to hire all new people to get to the level we wanted to be. But later on, as we, uh, as we were growing in this business, we, uh, we promoted within. Uh, um, within our crew as a daily chef manager, chefs or whoever you can call them. Uh, and uh, we train them uh, very exclusively so that we don't have to basically worry about finding somebody from outside. Uh, uh, and it took us a while. It's, it was not like done uh, overnight. It took us a year or so to get that going. But in the beginning, yeah, it was a challenge. Right, that makes sense. Uh, Sophia, I wanna throw this next question to you. So in, in Texas, you guys have a lot of competition with, with quick service restaurants and a lot of fast food and, and, and Tex-Mex. Uh, how do you guys stand out with your Q Cafe and the food offerings you guys had? I mean, I just had a really good burrito at your guys' place um, via the Q Cafe. So is competition with QSR, is that something you guys really try to focus on and differentiate yourselves with? And how do you do that? So I think the thing that makes us the most different is just the level of quality and consistency we perform at because not only are we offering to the customer a way to customize their own meal, but we have it right in front of them. You can see right. through the glass, they're fresh, everything is made you know, constantly. So we're offering a level of food service that is incomparable to a lot of fast food places. So that's a way that we differentiate ourselves and 
to go back to the targeting of millennials, the way that I think that we appeal to them is just our aesthetic is nice. We have a very like clean, sleek environment. People feel comfortable going to so. And our social media uh, that we have been uh, yeah know, uh, have a lot of campaigns that we run on and absolutely and and attract some millennial uh, you know uh, customers through social media campaigns as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And one thing that we've been doing recently is sampling at the pumps because, you know, people come and they just fill up their tank and go and not necessarily come inside. But when you offer them just a small sample, we've had so many people just, you know, lose their skepticism about convenience store food, you know, quote unquote, and come in and become regular customers. Definitely. Um, Jameet, I want to throw this one back to you. So uh, we were talking about methods of ordering and so just being at the store right now I've walked up to the counter and ordered my food just like anyone else Um, you mentioned that you guys used to have touch screens but you no longer have those anymore can you talk about why that is so we had our touch screens and it was a new technology and everything and when we looked at how many people were ordering through that system it was very minimum or to zero in some cases because most of our forces were our customers were the labor forces and they were not comfortable using that technology. Uh, Maybe in the future when we get that customer base or many idiots, so maybe we'll um, put those back in. And also, you know, uh, that uh, we we put it in about three or four stores as test sites. And uh, we realized that even not non-labor force, like, you know, older people as well, they just don't feel comfortable ordering on the kiosk. They, uh, uh, most of us are visual, and as you've seen in our kitchen concept, is an open kitchen concept. Right. You see all the products in front of you, and our uh, you know big deal is that we have customizable uh, uh, menu, so people can say you know what they wanted more of or less of, and I think they didn't feel the same kind of flexibility on the kiosk. And they just wanted to point out, hey, I want this, I want that. And that to us became kind of like, you know, hey, why do why we limit our people, you know, customers? Why not let them do what they enjoy or what they feel most comfortable with the way they want to order. Mm-hmm. And so we just took them out. Uh, we stopped putting in the new ones and then we looked at the comparison and decided it's not worth an investment at this point. And like Jagme said, down the road when the technology will become way more popular and commonly used, we'll look at it again and see if we can re-employ it. Uh, but at this point, we don't feel like we need to, or it adds any value to our concept. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, uh, our deli managers, a lot of them, we choose because they're very social and they have a good relationship with our customers. So I think if you take out the human component, it sometimes becomes a little bit less neighborhood vibe. You know, it's right. not as, you know, face-to-face. Right, absolutely. What's your process like for creating the menu and the new menu items? And is the Tex-Mex something that's gonna be, you know, a permanent uh, staple of the Q Cafe menu? Or in the future, would you guys completely mix it up and put something entirely new on the menu? The way we uh, kind of evolve this menu is to 
uh, working with our vendors, uh, Cisco, and at some point we had uh, Benny Keith, Benny Keith as food vendors. So we have uh, gone to their kitchens and tested different things and different products, and and that's how we came up with the menu. And as far as uh, the innovation piece, as uh, we're not boxing ourselves into Tex-Mex, that's our base also, but we have recently tried uh, those uh, Vietnamese tacos and even uh, samosas yeah. as a grab-and-go item, so yep. it's a more of an international thing. Yeah, absolutely. So we have our eye, our eye on the you know, up-and-coming and new products that we throw in from time to time and if they become big hit then we can make it a permanent part of the menu otherwise you know we we, we try to keep it exciting mm -hmm. you wanna you know add something that to that Jimmy? um pretty much uh, <laughs> that's about it basically we keep on testing new items as well right so the vendors come up with new products they show hey this is something you should try so we get those products sample it out see how our uh, customers like it and we put it as a LTOs for the certain period of time. If it works out good, it becomes a part of the menu. Yeah, absolutely. And so what, what food service trends do you guys try to track or are you currently tracking as you try to you know, stay ahead with those food trends to implement on the menu possibly? So you know, right now, uh, international and fusion food is a big, big thing, especially in the millennial uh, you know, space. So we, that's why we uh, try to, you know, uh, go to like NACS or, you know, what show are you at? SOI. SOI, yep. and we look at the data, we look at numbers, we look at other concepts. We, we go, you know, shop uh, our competitors. We travel, we've traveled to Northeast, we've traveled to, you know, West Coast and gone and looked at what else is going on in that space. Uh, I personally uh, am a member of a study group and we have 13 companies that span from you know, Boston to North, Northern California and everything in between and I get to meet those folks three times a year and we look at what everybody's doing, what the trends are, where they're heading and then we look at all that and make sure it, it works for our market. We don't just copycat anything. We just if we find a good idea, we we look at it in terms of how would it work for us in our market and for our guests, and uh, and implement and implement it if that works. Absolutely. So we have you know Jagmeet and I and Sophia we all have an eye on you know what the market is doing, where the trends are heading, and so. Fantastic. So I'm going to ask you guys one more question because I know it's getting getting up there in the day and we're all tired and we're all hot because we all know it's really humid here in Houston. Um, I want to talk a little about the, you know, where you guys see the Q Cafe going in the future. Uh, you know, Sophia mentioned to me a little while ago that for a couple more of your grand openings towards the end of the month, you guys are having food trucks to sample some of the products from the Q Cafe, which is a really cool initiative. Um, so where do you guys see the Q Cafe going in the future and how have these goals kind of you know shifted since from the beginning of the Q Cafe so where it started to where it is now where are the changes well you know the uh, we where it started was we uh, started 
first uh, very first fresh food uh, our own proprietary self food was at the travel center like what I mentioned earlier and that's where we started you know putting together these recipes and started selling some of these items and we had a great success with it that encouraged us to expand it to you know all of our stores and but where we want to take it is we want it to you know the the food truck is one option we're looking at where we have a, our own Q cafe food truck that could be selling you know our food in downtown Houston or at a festival or somewhere or the museum district or right. you know whatever that might look like and also we want to go into a smaller format where we will have Q cafe select where we could have we were thinking about even having sushimi and sushi rolls and edamames and as as a as an offering in as you know specially selected demographical areas where those products uh, are in demand so we want to elevate the this uh, to the level where people when they see Q cafe or Q mart uh, associate that food with quality and freshness and taste absolutely and and we want to take it to that level where uh, it doesn't you know uh, become a a, a, a a impediment impediment for us to have uh, food inside a store space and and that's where we want to take it so we we, we, we want to do it with without any gas uh, just a smaller footprint in a really uh, you know upscale shopping center maybe and have a you know six to eight hundred square feet right. food cafe with a high-end uh, we, we'll still have our staple items but then we'll also add some higher uh, you know end items such as sashimi and sushi rolls and oh those kind of things for sure well I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing when that happens because that burrito I'm one for one it's really <laughs> good but uh, that's all the time we have so I want to thank the three of you guys again for coming on our podcast and uh, thank you so much again appreciate your time Thanks. thank, thank you, you. Thank you.